If you have your Bible, go ahead and turn this morning to, we're going to go to Mark chapter 3, Mark chapter 3. And again, if you're visiting, we welcome you. We hope you settle in. Number one, we want you to feel the presence of Jesus because it's in his presence that there's fullness of joy. And secondly, we just pray that you feel at home. So relax for a little bit. I do have a word that hopefully will encourage you and challenge you today. And my title this morning is Living Between Two Hands. Everybody say that, Living Between Two Hands. I changed my title four times since last Friday, but I think I settled on this one because here in this scripture, and my big idea today is this, we can have areas of our lives that are functioning and blessed, and we can have areas in our lives that are withered and not going so well. So sometimes we're living between two hands, and I want to talk about that today. Here in Mark chapter 3, Uh, verse 1, it says, And he, he being Jesus, entered the synagogue again, and a man was there who had a withered hand. So they watched him closely, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. Who's the they? It's the Sanhedrin, it's the Pharisees, it's the religious leaders who had set up in the synagogues. And they just wanted to make sure everything was done appropriately and according to the laws and the customs of their day. And he said to the man with the withered hand, Step forward. Everybody say, Step forward. Then he said to them, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they kept silent. And when he had looked around at them with anger, being grieved by the hardness of their hearts, because they were trying to protect a religious system rather than helping people, he said to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out, and his hand was restored whole as the other. Dear Heavenly Father, for these next few moments and this time together as we delve into your word, Father, we honor your word right now in this place. We reverently say thank you for your holy word that has the power to change our lives if we receive it in faith. So God, today I pray that anything said of Jason Hanks would fall by the wayside, but whatever God has said in your anointing, Father, I pray it would go forth into the hearts of these people. God, I just say today, I need your help. We need your help. So send the helper, the comforter, the precious Holy Spirit into this house so that we may receive your word and grow. 36, even 100-fold fruit, God, I'm praying today from your word today in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. There right at the end of that, I think, is the most important part of the text, even though we'll delve into the other areas of it. But it says this, he was restored as whole as the other. So the indication that we get is there was a man present in the synagogue that day. You had a group of religious leaders who were set up, and I almost wonder, reading the story, if it wasn't a setup to try to catch Jesus in doing something that they considered was against their interpretation of the law at the time. But the most important part of that is this, that his hand was healed and as whole as the other hand, meaning that he had a good hand, And he had a hand that was withered and had a hand that was not functioning properly. And I'm sure it was enough to notice in one thing we all do, when something isn't functioning correctly, it may make other people look down on us or judge us or see something that's not functioning. One thing I've learned about something withered in our lives and not functioning properly is oftentimes we like to hide that place. Does anybody with me? I kind of get the picture as I read this and allow me to take just a little bit of liberty with the text, even though I don't think it's, it's probably not far off. You have somebody inside of a church service 
who is maybe has something that, that they're hiding away for one simple reason. They're embarrassed by it, right? They don't want anybody else to see that place that is withered and not functioning properly. And I kind of get the imagine and, and think that this man had become an expert at hiding things that don't function. Can I tell you this morning, we as Christians and we as believers get to be experts at hiding things that are withered and non-functioning in our lives. And if we want Jesus to heal those things that aren't functioning properly, you have to stretch them out and give them to him. You have to bring them out. It says, walk in the light as he is in the light. Amen? So there's a light that God wants. And I want everybody just to relax this morning because I promise you one thing we all have in common in this house. Whether you stand in a place of a pulpit or whether you came in 10 minutes late because you were running late this morning, we all have withered places in our lives. We all have places that are withered and not functioning properly. It doesn't say in this instance that it was, he was a bad person. It just says by use, more than likely, his hand had withered away. And in this story, we see something very important, that Jesus wanted to heal the withered place in this man's life more than he was worried about getting in trouble with religious people about following something. Are you following me? The simple point I want to make, and that's a very deep subject there, and I may cover it on a Wednesday night and delve deep into this particular text because I saw a lot of things there. But they were challenging him and and looking at him like, are you going to do this on the Sabbath? And the thing we need to understand about God is God loves people more than he loves rules. Can I tell you something very important? Because theology is very practical. We take theology, which is just the study of what God's nature is like, and we make it very difficult. Jesus came to simplify it again. So sometimes as as Christians, as believers, we need it simplified for us that if there's somebody in this house today that needs Jesus to touch something in your life, can I encourage you, he's not afraid to touch that part of your life. He wants to see us healed. I want you heading out of 2021, heading into 2022. I don't want you to go through this next year with a withered place, a non-functioning place, a place that you're hiding away in your life that keeps you from being everything Jesus wants you to be in this coming year. Can I get an amen? Because it's not what he desires. Many of us can relate to this situation the man was in. This is so relatable to me as I read it for simply this. On one hand, you can be whole, and on the other hand, withered and in need of healing. So it's somebody that's living between two hands. Everybody say, on the other hand. On one hand, you can have good days, and on the other hand, you can have... (laughs) On one hand, you can have a great job with good benefits, and then at home... Your kids are going crazy. Come on, somebody. On one hand, you love Jesus, but on the other hand, you struggle with some issues. On the one hand, you know what's right, but on the other hand, you choose what is wrong. Is anybody with me this morning? For instance, starting a diet this past week. By Wednesday night, I was making a run for the border. That's wrong. That is just wrong. You don't go to Taco Bell if you're on a diet. And man, when I pulled in, I saw people's cars from the church who knew I was on a diet. I'm like, oh boy, make sure that your sin will find you out. Amen. (laughs) On one hand, you know what to do is right. But on the other hand, it's sometimes difficult to choose what is right. Are you following me? 
On the one hand, you know that you're called by God and you know you have a purpose, but on the other, you struggle with doubts and insecurity. Amen? On one hand, you know you have a great future, but on the other hand, you have a bad past. Is anybody with me this morning? On one hand, you know you have greatness, but on the other hand, you realize that you have weakness. Has anybody lived in the place of the other hand? You have lived in that tension. Listen, it's not that you're up and then down. I have learned that I can be up and down at the same time. It's like Charles Dickens said. Charles Dickens said it was the best of times and the worst of times. I have learned that those both times can be going on at the same time. Are you with me this morning? And we see in the passage, and I want you to catch this before I move on and delve in deeply into the scripture, hopefully, to teach us that we all live in that tension where everything's going really well. And man, I love God. I love his church. I love his people. I love what God's doing in my life. But on the, everybody say, on the other hand. So it's a place of living of the tension between two hands. And I came to tell you this morning that if you have a place that you're hiding and is withered and 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 you know it's not functioning, can I tell you on a little secret, we often think that we're hiding that place. Everybody knows what your place is. They do. We are the ones that think we're hiding it from God and hiding it from other people. But listen to me. You are in a church this morning that wants to see that withered place healed in your life. You came to the right place this morning because God desires for you to be healed. It can be a good time and it can be the best of times and be a difficult time at the same time. People in the Bible lived in this dynamic. You see this all through the word of God. Take Paul, for instance. Paul was somebody that wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He was a scholar. He was a deep thinker. He was a lover of God. He had this incredible encounter with Jesus that that converted him, and he became one of the greatest church planners and one of the most powerful men of God that we still preach what he wrote down to this day, incredibly powerful. And And he wrote things like I just mentioned a few minutes ago. I know in whom I believed, amen? He would, he would sound so confident, and then he would say at other times, he would say this. He would say, oh, wretched man that I am, who can deliver me? Or he would say, I have this thorn in the flesh that I've asked God to deliver me from. Are you following me? There can be even a tension with people that we raise up and look up to in the Bible. Elijah. Think about Elijah for a minute in the Bible. He saw one of the greatest victories that the kingdom has ever seen. Calls down fire from heaven. There was a drought. He gets down and prays. The drought is over. And then he gets confronted by Queen Jezebel. A few choice words has him running for his life and hiding in a cave. Do you understand? It's the tension between two hands. Or Peter, let's take it New Testament for a second. Let's take one of the people that walked with Jesus for years and years and years and years. Peter was volatile. You see that. Put away your sword, Peter, and he goes to cut off somebody's ear. He denied the Lord Jesus. At another time, he has a revelation of who Jesus is. Can I just tell you as a side note, you need a revelation of who Jesus is. Not, Not just me talking about him. You need to meet him today. You need to allow him into your life and into those dark areas that you've been hiding because I'm telling you, he desires to heal it. Amen? Amen. But he has a revelation of who the Son of God is. And just a few verses later, 
he's being used by the enemy to tell Jesus that, no, you don't have to go to the cross. And Jesus has to say, get thee behind me. Say, he denies the Lord. And then just, uh, just 40 days later, 50, he's standing before people and 3,000 people get saved. Do you understand that there is a tension that exists in our lives where in one hand we are doing what we know to do and things are going great, but everybody say, on the other hand, things aren't going so well. And here's what I know, and see if you relate to this too. We love to show everybody our good hand. Oh, we love to... Look, when you post something on social media, it's usually not your withered hand. (laughs) It's usually a self-serving selfie, right, that makes you look really good. And if we put a Bible verse underneath of it, then it justifies putting it on social media. Come on, somebody. We love to promote the good hand. But can I tell you, you know where, you know where we're experts at showing everybody our good hand? is right here in the house of God. We always come in with that good side. We always come in with, hey, you know, praise God, things are going. Listen to me. Praise God that things are going well. But can I tell you something this morning that the Holy Spirit is dealing with me for this congregation and myself included? Is let's not go into 2022 with withered places in our lives. With with places that that we're, we're, we're afraid to bring out into the light. Can I tell you something this morning? This church is not afraid of your withered places. Because we have them too. But here's what I want to encourage you. We are also people, and here's the key, you've got to be honest about your withered place. You have to be honest about those places in your life that you know perhaps don't measure up to what God desires for us, and we can see God do something awesome and miraculous. Amen? Amen. But you have all these people in the Bible, and, and sometimes we hide these things. We want to put them away. I remember hearing a story of... Some four men, they were on a fishing boat, and they were out there fishing, and one guy decided he's going to get real vulnerable and honest, and he looks at the other men, and he says to them, guys, I, I want to be honest with you, I've got a really bad drinking problem. So the second man looks, and he says, well, I appreciate your honesty. He says, you don't know this about me, but I have gambled most of my money away. And the third man looks, and he says, well, since we're being honest, I want to tell you, gentlemen, that I have impure thoughts quite often. And the fourth man just sat there in the boat, very quiet. And the one man looked at him and said, hey, we're being vulnerable. We're being honest here today. When are you going to get vulnerable? And he says, well, let me tell you, my problem is gossip, and I can't wait to get off of this boat. (laughs) Everybody has a withered hand. And we love our good hands. Here's what I, I found out in studying this. Tradition tells us, but also theologians would mostly agree, that this man wasn't born this way. It was something that happened over time. Everybody say over time. Over time. In other words, by, by virtue of life and use, this area of his life physically had withered away. And let me take the natural application and what we see here in the natural and apply it to the spiritual. We can have areas just by virtue of living life and walking through life begin to wither away in our lives. I've stood in a room just like this with more people than what's here today, and I've married people 
And listen, when they walk down the aisle and they come up before me and they say, I do, and this one says, I do, and they, we all clap and we celebrate and they walk out the door, they didn't leave, and we stay and clean up usually, they didn't leave thinking within 5, 10, 15 years there would be a divorce. You see, by virtue of living enough life, you're going to see areas in your life begin to wither. You can see areas in your family begin to wither. You can see areas in your work begin to wither. You can see things begin to happen that just your marriage begins to wither. Can I tell you, if you've been married 5, 10, 15, 20 years, God wants to breathe new life into your marriage. God wants to breathe new life into your family. But you have to stretch it forth. Amen? Amen. Everybody say, stretch it forth. That leads me to a great question today, and it's this. What in your life has withered over time? Think about that for a minute. What in your life has withered over time? Listen, you may have lived a period of your life with great dreams, with great thoughts of ministry and things God wants you to do. Can I tell you, over time, those things can wither, and God wants to breathe fresh life into them today. Can I tell you today that things can wither without us even realizing it? And it takes hopefully a, a moment like this. Can I tell you? You know, you know what you can find is withered as you came in here this morning? Your worship can wither. You may come in here and be full of faith and be singing your praises to God and full of your, your rejoicing to God and doing all those things, and then over time you feel like your worship is, is withering. Can I tell you something this morning? Your praise is powerful in your, in your mouth. Your praise is something that when you release it in faith, God is working on your behalf. And those things, your dreams, your family, your marriage, your worship, even your, 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 the things that you felt like God called you to can begin to, worship, to wither, church. And can I encourage you today in 2022, even though we look around us and it seems like we're still in the midst of pandemic and we're still in the midst of economic turmoil, we're still in the midst of uncertainty, we're still in the midst of all the things we look around and we don't like, can I tell you to look with eyes of faith at Christ and His kingdom today because He is not a God that is going to leave His people in 2022. But if we'll deal with the withered places in our lives... The best is yet to to come. Because think about something for a minute. You have a good hand, and a lot of times we make excuses for the bad hand and the withered place, and we just go on through life. Can I tell you, God wants you full and whole, because at the end of that scripture, here's what it says. It was as whole as the other hand. God wants you whole in 2022. God wants you, those places that have withered in your life, God wants to breathe new life and stretch it forth, and God will breathe new life into it today. Amen? Amen. And again, don't we love to show off our good hand? And a lot of times we do it right here in the house of God. And that's not lost on me in this passage, that this man was right there in the house of God. He was right there in synagogue, so their version of church and he was right there in the middle. And here's the thing, and let me encourage you this coming year. Don't let that messed up place you have in your life keep you from God's house. Amen? Amen. So many people say, I'm too messed up to go to church. Can I tell you, withered people are welcome at Christian Center Church. 
Matter of fact, can, can I just be honest with you for a second? I'm going to anyway. You guys know that. I say that all the time, and I just say it. Just blah. The more withered, the better. Because if you walk through those doors and think you got it all figured out, and you're God's gift to him and the body of Christ, I don't want you here. Because if we see anything in the scripture, we see a group of religious people that didn't see anything withered in their life because they wanted to even judge the son of God in that instance instead of helping somebody over here. Why do I say the more withered the better? Because when we get, here it is, when we get honest with God, when we get real with God, when we bring that withered place out into the open, we worry that other people are going to judge. Can I tell you, if you're more worried about what other people think about your spirituality, could you do me a favor back there in the sound booth and mute me on live stream for three minutes? Just give me a thumbs up when it's muted there. Everybody say, on the other hand. On the other hand. We can have something so perfect and then we can have something that's so withered in our lives and we can be sitting right there in the house of God, right there so close to the answer. Don't miss this. He said, get up from where you are and come. And I'll get to this in a minute. Give me the thumbs up when it's muted there. We good? You had a dream that God would put you in ministry, and we can go ahead and unmute that back there if you guys don't mind. If you felt like, because I'm sure they're on there, I can't hear it, I can't hear it, I can't hear it. I'll see six comments. What happened to my sound? Thank you for being patient with us online. But guys, we walk through life, and even by just use, just walking through life, going, teenagers in here, you guys have a lot of time and a lot of decisions ahead of you. And I want to tell you, there will be times where you feel like things are withering up in your life, can I tell you the answer? Just bring them to Jesus. Just, just when he calls out to you, doesn't matter if it's in the midst of a church, I'm glad Jesus showed up at this church. <laughs> and I'm glad Jesus shows up at this church because there's something very special in the context of us all being together that God can do some really miraculous things. Look at it, man. Where's Carl Arkett singer? Where's he at? We've been praying for you, brother. God is good this morning. God is good. Healed in Jesus' name. Yeah, that's what the family got. Listen, the family of God, and I appreciate this so much about people I'm in a relationship with in a mentor type of a way, or teenagers that are in here, your parents. Listen, teens, you don't realize this. I'm talking to mine right now, by the way. You don't realize this, but your parents know a lot more than you give them credit for. Isn't that a, isn't that Jack, listen to your mama, brother. Isn't that a beautiful day? And it's happened maybe just a handful, maybe two or three times where my kids said for a couple years, I just don't believe, you know, I don't. And then it's like, hey, you were right. Isn't that a glorious moment? Glorious moment. But, but teenagers, listen to me. Your parents can see areas that may be withered in your life and what they're doing is working in conjunction with Jesus and the Holy Spirit in order to see you whole. 
we as parents and me as a spiritual parent in this house, I have one desire for you in 2022, that you have two hands to serve the Lord with. We're not supposed to be going through life pumping up and talking about how good this one hand is. Ginger, we're supposed to have two whole hands. Hands in the Bible simply mean this. It means it means ministry, it means work, it means things that God wants to do in and through you. And if you've given up on that dream and let it wither away, if you've given up, if you're about to give up on your marriage, can I give you a word today? Let God heal what is withered in your marriage. Let God heal what is withered in your family. Let God heal what is withered in your worship today. Amen? You may have come in and said, man, I'm going through a routine. Can I tell you this morning, God doesn't want your worship to wither on the vine He wants it to be whole. Everybody say whole. Whole. Because we all deal with withered places. We all deal with places that God wants to work in us. And I'm glad you came today in spite of a bad past. Amen? Amen? That withered place. And he says this in the text. Everybody say this. Stretch out your hand. But Jesus, don't you... No, I didn't want you to say that part. (laughs) Jesus, don't you want to hear how it got messed up? Jesus, don't you want to hear the people that did me wrong that made my hand withered? Can I tell you, if you continue to use excuses in 2022 of why you're in the condition you're in, you will not get healed. Because we all want to blame somebody else in some circumstance and something our mama said to us and something our daddy said to us and something in our past. But can I tell you, God is a God of personal responsibility. It doesn't excuse what made the hand withered. It doesn't mean that it was right, but it means sometimes even things that aren't right in our life that happen to us. If you choose not to forgive and forget and move on to the best of your ability, nothing will get get healed. Amen? And here's what happens. Our withered hand becomes our identity. Have you ever met somebody that the withered place in their life just becomes who they are? Not only do... I'll tell you about the people that lift up their good hand and and put it all over social media. Look how wonderful I am. Look how great I am. Look how... And you know there's a withered place. But just as equally, some people will fall into the trap of the enemy by becoming identified with what is messed up in their life. You've met these people. They haven't had a good day in five years. Am I right? How you doing? Oh, bless God, it just gets harder and harder. They identify with their withered hand. Jesus doesn't want you to promote your good one or identify with your withered when he wants to heal things in your life. He wants you to be whole. Wholeness is a part of salvation. But here's the deal. God will not heal what you hide. Let me say it again. God will not heal what you hide. If we never stretch it out into the light, it will never get healed. Because he says this, stretch out your hand. Listen, you aren't stretching it out for him. You are stretching your hand out for you. The reality is God cannot, he cannot fix what we don't repent of. Amen? Amen. God cannot fix what you continue to fake. I'll say it again over here. (laughs) God cannot fix what you continue to fake. God cannot heal what you continue to hide. 
we have to, everybody say, stretch it out. You have to come to the place where you get honest with God and honest with yourself and say, hey, I put on the front when I walk into church and we look like we have the absolute best marriage in the world, but I know at home it doesn't add up to what everybody else thinks it is. Can I tell you, there's a place of honesty between you and the Lord where you can just get honest and say, God, this, this place is withered. My family isn't exactly what it should be. My job situation isn't exactly what it should be. It's a withered place, and if you'll get honest this morning, can I prom- make a promise to you? Jesus is here to heal it, but you've got to stretch it out. I mean, can you imagine this moment for this man? How, and who knows how many years that he had lived like this? How many years that he lived with a withered place in his life? And imagine the moment that Jesus says, hey, come up and come up here. And and this is something else that you need to understand that I understand as I've studied this out in just this one short passage is that in the context of, of Judaism, he was allowed to come to synagogue, but he wasn't allowed to be involved because he had a deformity. Can I tell you something this morning? Again, Jesus isn't afraid of your withered place, but he wants to heal it. Amen. He wants to bring it out into the open. So real quick, three things. Number one, and this is important, if we do what is possible, God will add the impossible to it. He tells the man, come up, stretch out. So here in a moment, I'm going to give an altar call, and I'm going to invite uh, Alexis and Tammy back up. Because if you came in here with two good hands, I want you to worship and thank God. And if you came up here with a withered place in your life, i got a promise for you. Jesus is going to meet you at this altar, and you're going to walk out of here with that withered place healed. Amen. It's that simple. That's where, but listen, you do what you can do, and God adds the impossible to it. It was possible for this man to walk forward. Walking forward, listen to me, when you get up in a minute, if, you, if the Holy Spirit speaking to your heart about something that you want to see, breathe new life in, healed, and made right, then here's what it took. It took faith. Everybody say faith. Faith. The Bible says this. The key to changing anything in your life is faith. Don't miss the element of faith in this story that if you find yourself in a place where you need God to touch something and to heal it, you need to stretch it out. And here's the thing. You need to operate in faith. That today is the day that that thing finally gets fixed. In other words, do something. Everybody say do something. Do something. We talked a minute ago, and Leah was sharing about people getting involved in areas of ministry, and it always amazes me how many people think that their spiritual life is going to be made different just by sitting back and waiting on God to do something. Can Can I let you in this morning? In this text, he didn't just sit there and say, well, if God wants to heal me, he'll heal me. He heard the word of the Lord to say, come forward, stretch out, and there was a miracle that took place. In other words, your breakthrough isn't going to come by just sitting there weekend after weekend after weekend. You're going to have to engage yourself spiritually and move forward into what God has for you. But he doesn't want you to have a withered hand. He doesn't want you to have that place in your life. Some of you will be in the same place in 2023 unless you get up and apply yourself spiritually. Amen? Amen. Jesus says in Matthew 9, according to your faith, it will be done to you. That is a very simple statement, but it's very powerful. According to your faith. That means we tend to get out of life what we expect. According to your faith, it will be done with you. So if we do what we can, do the possible, God always adds in the impossible. Amen? Amen? 
The faith I'm talking about here isn't a dead, hope-so faith. It's an affirmative faith that takes positive action. Number two, we rely on the good parts of ourselves to be presentable to God, don't we? We rely, in other words, I get this picture, and again, Lord, forgive me if I'm straying off, but I don't think I am. He comes into God's house, don't miss that. And I really think, like we all do, when we have a withered place, when we have a place that we know doesn't line up with, with what God's desire and want, and even in the context of it, maybe a church family, we all tend to hide that place and we show off our good hand. And here's what I want to warn you of, is that your good hand isn't good enough to get you into heaven much like your bad hand is. Are you following me? Because it's so very important that we don't just offer to God what we think he wants to see. He wants all of you because he loves all of you. And he wants to change all of you. So oftentimes we offer to God the things that seem presentable and we keep something else hidden behind our back. Can I tell you how to get healed and over issues in your life or even recurring sin in your life? Bring it out into the open and stretch it forth. Because we oftentimes think our good hand report card is good enough for God. Can I tell you on a gospel, you may have never heard this before, your report card will never measure up. He said, what are you talking about this morning? I had an instance many years ago where I was called. I was a staff pastor at the church I came from. And this man was a family member of a family in our church, had been there for many years. And he was all the way up to 90 years old, and he had never given his life to the Lord. So I walked into the room. He began to share with me. And here's what he began to share. Pastor, I don't deserve heaven because you don't know of all the bad things. that He was giving his, he was giving his withered hand report. I was actually like, I can, I, can, I can reach him because now we're on solid ground that we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us. So there happened to be two napkins there by his bedside. And I kind of in the moment had an idea. I pulled, picked up one napkin and I said, well, what you're giving me is your report card to God. You're going to stand before God. He was basically on his deathbed within a matter of days, weeks. He was going to cross over and stand before the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. And I began to write down there on the piece of paper. I said, well, let me give you my report card. In this area, this is, this is, this is the tension between two hands. Are you listening to me? Man, I, I'm, my marriage is really great right now, but this area of my life is weak. I said, so I give myself an A. Well, I give myself an A plus in my marriage. Even today, A+. Plus. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how us men are like, yeah, 9 out of 10, man, my marriage is... And then a counselor will talk to your wife, you're like, three, three out of, three out of ten, three point two maybe. It's like, man, I thought things were going so good. And I began to give him my report card, but I, I, I tore it up. And I said, there's only one report card that counts. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Because he got A pluses on every single subject. So that by faith in him. It's not about our good hand, and it's not about our bad, our weak hand, because we always present to God our best hand. Can I tell you, I don't want to present to him my best hand, because my best hand isn't good enough this morning. But we have one that had two hands that were nailed, and feet that were nailed on the cross. Why? Because he loves you this morning, because he wants to see you come into his kingdom. 
He wants to see you present to him. And here's the thing. You present to him your, your, your withered hand that just by virtue of life. And you present to him even the good things. And can I tell you, the good things become better. And the withered places have life breathed on them. By the Spirit of God. Can you stand with me this morning? Alexis and Tammy, would you guys come? As you stand, I'll give you my last little point here. Conrad, if we could, let's put, a, put the lights back in worship mode for just a minute as they begin to play. I got a simple question for you. I started this whole sermon with an ending in mind, and the ending I had in mind is that the people of God that came here today that have a withered place in your life, I prayed more than I prepared for this sermon that you would have the courage to say to God today, God, I have some withered areas of my life. And and listen to me for just a second. You're not coming to a church and a pastor. You're coming to Jesus this morning. Jesus visited a lot of synagogues and he preached a lot of sermons on hillsides and did all those kind of things. It's not a sermon that's going to change your life. It's the truth of God's word. It's the truth of this. You may have a withered area, but God wants to touch it today. Can I ask you this morning, do you have do you have what it is the Lord is looking for of just honesty to come forward here today and say, God, I give you my withered hand. I stretch it out. Remember what I said. It's us operating in what we know to do, and God will take care of the rest. Amen. I want to invite you. This altar is open just to come around here. And say, God, I offer this to you. I offered you this withered place in my life. It could be a job, a dream that you had, ministry that you dreamed of. It could be your marriage. It could be your children. It could be just whatever it is that's withered in your life. Can I invite us to, to come here around the altar? I'm coming with you today. I've, I've seen areas of my life over these last few days that I've prayed about that say, God, that just doesn't line up with who you are. Can we just come up? Let's worship today if you guys lead us in whatever you feel led to do in this moment. The Lord's going to touch you. He's going to touch you. Everybody that came up into this altar area, if you could just stretch out your hands. That is a prophet. I see us doing this as a prophetic symbol that the Lord is healing. The Lord is breathing new life. The Lord is having you stretched out and he wants you to know that that weak area, that shriveled area, God is going to birth in you a fresh praise and a fresh worship. He's going to birth into your marriage fresh intimacy. He's going to birth into your dreams and to your visions. He is breathing life. God, we pray today that life will be breathed. God, that there will be a fresh anointing. Just lift your hands and receive that fresh anointing that God has for you all around this altar. God, I pray healing over this body right now in Jesus' name. For those who came up into this altar area that just said, God, I'm tired of the pain. I'm tired of dealing with this physical. Can I tell you there's a doctor in the house today, a great physician that is walking these aisles and walking this altar area. And as we stretch out our faith to him right now, God is bringing healing. He's breathing healing over your physical body right now. He's breathing life. God, breathe life. That withered place. God, we came today, myself included, just to get honest with you, Lord. Just to be honest with our condition. To be honest with where we are. So, God, as we bring these things into your light, 
as you are in the light. We have fellowship with you. So God, I pray for that precious fellowship of the Holy Spirit would keep us in a place where those areas don't get withered again. But God, we walk in victory today, God. I declare victory in the name and by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Can you give him just a hand clap of praise and thank him for victory? Thank you for the power of your name, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, in this moment. We thank you, Lord, in this place right now that you do not leave us and you do not forsake us. But, Lord God, when we come with humble and honest hearts, Lord, you said in your word, that, God, you resist the proud, but you give grace to the humble. So I pray for that grace would flow down into each heart and each body and each mind and each soul that's represented here today, God, that the mighty and awesome grace of the Lord Jesus Christ would dwell richly in each of us. God, we stir up our faith today. Lord, raise your hand so I can bless you today, Christian Center Church. Father, as the pastor of this church, I pray your richest blessings over this congregation. May we be blessed going in and blessed going out. May we be blessed in our homes and blessed on our job sites. Father, we pray today and lift up our families, our grandparents, our parents, our children, and our children's children. Father, we say amen that they are blessed in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you would turn your face towards us and that you would make it shine upon us and give us peace and give us rest. Lord, I pray protection over this congregation until you bring us back together at your appointed time. Father, we love, praise, and glorify your holy name. In Jesus Christ of Nazareth's name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give him one more hand clap of praise this morning. Lord, we bless you. We thank you. We thank you, God. We thank you for the answer. Just as a reminder as I dismiss you, The tithe and offering boxes are in the back. A lot of people don't know that. They're right there on the back of these columns if you want to leave your tithes and offerings. And secondly, if you'd like to join us at 630 tomorrow night, we have prayer meeting. If you visited with us today, go in the name of the Lord. We hope to see you back sometime in Jesus' name.